Hey, I'm Tara, and welcome to Scratching the Surface, where we talk all things real. I like talking to like-minded people about their life behind the rainbow, or at least their attempt to get behind the rainbow. This podcast aims to talk about all things mental health, well-being, holistic therapies, holistic living, upscaling your life, really. I hope to inspire. I hope to bring you something new, something you maybe didn't think about before. It's all about learning. One of my little sayings is, we're always growing, we're always learning. So enjoy and please feel free to contact me on my Instagram or Facebook. Have a lovely day. Hello, hello everybody. Oh, I'm so excited to be here with a really old friend of mine, Owen Turner. We used to have the wildest crack in school, back in school days um, when we were teenagers. We will definitely not get into what we used to get up to. Uh, but anyway, um, Owen, will you just introduce yourself? Tell us a little bit about yourself and maybe a bit of background and your family and stuff before we get into the good stuff. Yeah, no problem. Thanks for having me on, Tara. Um, it's so nice to speak to you. I know we've, we were chatting a wee bit there before we come on and it's it's so nice to speak to you and um, feel feel all your positivity. And as I was saying, you know, I feel so much better even talking to you for 20 minutes. So yeah. thanks a million for having me on. Um, I also wanted to say a congrats on the podcast before we get started. Just to, <laughs> your your story and all it's it's just it's so amazing. Um, and you're breathing a lot of positivity into everybody. So well done on that, and th- thanks for it. And I'm sure there's a lot of other people that feel the same. Yeah, thank you. Um, no problem. I to myself, Sam Owen Turner's Tara. We're we're we go back a long way. Um, from the school days, some mm-hmm. some stories that maybe maybe shouldn't be shared, but we'll <laughs> we'll leave we'll leave that at that. <laughs> um, but yeah, so um, I live up in Corrie here. I'm I work in uh, renewable energy with the wind farms. I manage a few wind farms around Northern Ireland and stuff. Um, married um, in 2020 and have three lovely kids. Um, the newest of which, Kevin, was just born on the fifth of September. There, so. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it's a bit of a, a mad house at the minute. I'm saying you're super busy. And then, so this is why I've got Owen on because, oh my goodness, with all that that he has going on, he also is a volunteer with the Moyle community for responders. So some of you might have heard in a couple of my recent episodes, um, I actually have a little interlude in the middle and it's just to promote them uh, to bit, get a bit more awareness around the place about it because it's very very new but I mean Owen you'd be the best one to kind of take over here and just please tell us as much as you can tell us you know what what you're doing what how did this come about and you know why did you even get involved a quick interlude just to make you all aware of a brand new group that has started up now in the local Moyle area. It's Moyle Community First Responders. They work in conjunction with the Northern Ireland Ambulance Service and one of my very, very good old friends is part of the group. They're all fully trained by the Ambulance Service. They get the calls, the 999 calls in to the local area when they come into the Ambulance Service and they can attend within four minutes because they're all local, providing life-saving aid 
until the paramedics can arrive. They are dealing with cardiac issues, strokes, seizures. So I just want to make everybody more aware. You can go follow them on their Facebook page. At the moment, they just need everyone's support. They need more awareness. They need your donations. I know firsthand how important this service is. I have watched my mom have seizures many, many times and it is absolutely terrifying. She does not know who she is, where she is. She's not even conscious. This is life or death. Thank you for listening. Please keep safe. Yeah, no problem. Um, and th- thanks a lot for your interlude. Um, that's sort of one of the one of the issues we're having at the minute. I'll get into that after. So it's mainly um, a guy, James Mulholland, has been fighting, well, not fighting, but trying to get this uh, set up in the Moyle area since um, way 2019, I think it was, and then COVID came and, and put a, a bit of a handbrake on it. Now, there there are schemes like this all around Northern Ireland, but we haven't had one here in Moyle. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's pretty much just... Uh, a group of volunteers, volunteer first responders who um, are trained by NIA, so the Northern Ireland Ambulance Service and also Dalriada Urgent Care. Uh, so we go to them, we get um, we get training off them for life life-saving duties that we perform um, and we're placed in strategic locations around the Moyle area and working with NIAS, if there's ever a 999 call that comes in, um, we are also sent a message of that emergency call. And due to our strategic placing around Moyle, we can have a first responder more or less at any any location within four minutes. Um, So the the main, I suppose, the way the NHS and ambulance services at the minute, they're they're very short-staffed and um, unfortunately some people will know that the the waits for ambulance can be crazy and sometimes in excess of an hour and 45 minutes, two hours. And when it comes to heart attacks and, and some of these things that just isn't you know that that's too long i suppose Mm -hmm. so yeah it's getting fatal it's getting fatal so you know it's it's such a such a good scheme and fair play to james maholland for for pushing this and getting the funding so it's pretty much all there's 11 volunteers in the moil area and we're all a we've all got the training from the ambulance service we're all equipped with our own kits which include aeds so defibrillators um masks for for airways bag masks um and just all these things that we can go out we can assess a patient if they're in cardiac arrest or heart attack or strokes um seizures um a multitude of things and we can provide that initial perform that initial life-saving act to you know to give them the best chance possible before the ambulance does get there um you know including the cpr and again using the defibrillator and Mm. we also take down all the the patient's details and the history of of the occasion and what's happened so when the ambulance gets there we can perform a handover and it just saves it saves the ambulance service so much time whenever they get there you know we've got all the information that they would be taking for the first 10 or 15 minutes so that speeds up whenever obviously they can administer um their drugs and their and their more professional care i suppose yeah wow and so 
say whenever you just I'll go back there when you're saying about it being strategic do you mean as in say you're up in Kari so are you going to be going on your own somewhere that's within four minutes to your home well I wouldn't be on my own so there's different categories so there's category one and category twos um, and that determines how many people will go there so if a call comes in there will always be a minimum of two people at a call yeah if a call comes in and say I respond to it say I'm going then one of the other volunteers will go so there'll always be two of us at every call which is 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 handy I suppose because there is paperwork to do in terms of that handover mm-hmm. and what I was talking about and then the other person carrying out CPR or working with the, mm-hmm. the defib or mm-hmm. things like that but there's do you know me myself I because my wife had a baby I missed the final day training which I had just done last week so I'm only live from Saturday on the system but the guys have been out in some calls and do you know it's just it's just so amazing people leaving leaving the dinner table of their family or getting out of their their bed at night from their family obviously we're all volunteers you know I'm going to do this in the community and it's um it's it's vital and I've never thought of it before until James put I suppose put word out that they was looking at, at volunteers I'd never I thought of I obviously knew there was an issue but for for this to be a, a, the fix it's it's great it really is great Wow, I know. I can only imagine the sense of purpose that you must. Be. I mean, even I'm, I know you're you're saying that you you're only kind of getting started and now and whatever. But you have obviously heard the stories and that the guys that have been out are hearing, or you've heard like the life, the lives that they've saved, and surely you're like, like it nearly pro- probably gives you a bit of a rush or like a bit of like hope or something for some people. Yeah, it does, and it it just gives you a real sort of sense of self-worth I suppose that you know making that making that difference um and the thought of being able obviously you'll not be able to help everybody um but you know just knowing that you're out doing something and and doing being able to be out at a house like I thankfully I haven't been in the situation but god forbid if I had to phone an ambulance for one of my loved ones in the house and I was sitting with them while they were going through something for an hour and 45 minutes Mm -hmm. do you know I would myself would also be beside myself so even knowing that we can go out and Mm -hmm. you know help families through things and and you know just be there you know with medical equipment and no been well trained just to give that peace of mind to families and yeah. you know that's sort of one of the issues that we're having that people don't really know about it as well in the community as much now again James is doing a lot he was down at the the market in the marine the other day he was he had set up at the um the Lammas Fair to try and get word out there um just to know that that we that we are about and that we're we're in the community I just think it's really important and obviously we are a charity and we're trying to do fundraising and stuff like that as well mm-hmm. and so how how is best for people to try and like get involved with that and also I'd be interested to know do you still always be needing lots more volunteers if they were you know listening to this and thought god I'd, I'd love to get involved in something like that no absolutely at the moment in terms of in terms of donating I'm not actually 100% sure we would be going like the Sean McAloonan memorial truck run um we had guys out with buckets and that I think there is a uh, I might be wrong but I think there's a donate button on our Facebook page as mm-hmm. well um 
so yeah as, as you can imagine like every there's 11 of us at the moment and we've got defibs and it's all like top top medical equipment so it's obviously not cheap um and there's not really any funding or anything so it's mm-hmm. all it's mm-hmm. all we're all doing the funding ourselves in terms of in terms of people wanting to volunteer and i suppose it's more due to the money side of things but the first phase is the 11 that there is now um obviously our hope is that we can spread our catchment area mm-hmm. um which again we're hoping next year to bring on more volunteers to you know broaden the broaden the catchment area because obviously you know more hands the better mm-hmm. um and i know 11 sounds like a lot of people but you know 11 volunteers you know, if there's a call that comes in at three o'clock in the morning and stuff like that. And, you know, it's amazing. As I say, I haven't been called out on them yet, but, you know, seeing a, maybe a, a call coming in at, say, 10 past three in the morning and at 11 minutes past three, there's already been four or five people straight in saying, yep, I'll go, I'll go. Wow. And it's just really amazing knowing that these people have kids and, and, and wives and husbands and um, they're they're doing that. It's just sort of going back to your point. It, it's just such a feel good feeling and just gives you a real good sense of self-worth that you're doing something good for the community. Yeah, that whole community spirit. You know, I that is one thing about Ballycastle and Moyle, isn't it? Like wh- whenever you're saying catch- catchment area, like just for people like wh- where all do you mean like we're all are we covering here so we're we're covering at the moment um on out past the farm watertop farm so we're going we're going about two or three miles out past watertop farm um we are going out the moriargert road a few miles mm. and we're going sort of balantoy um and out out straight road as well we've we've a volunteer out there but um from being in the meetings and that with james we want to try and extend it into the likes of bush mills and mm-hmm. and dervic and moss side and sort of go now there is one in um the glens there in rmoy and luck Hill direction they've actually already got one of these set up which again it's been going on for a few years, but I didn't even know it existed. Now, whether people in that community knew, I'm not too sure. But um, yeah, so it's, it's sort of, we're just wanting to spread it as far and as wide. Now, on my training uh, with the ambulance service there at the weekend, they, they showed the map. And it's amazing. I would say, I would say maybe 70%, well, maybe 60, 70% of Northern Ireland is actually covered by one of these schemes so it's actually such there's a lot of these schemes about and they're telling us stories about the first responders in all areas and the difference that they're making so it's definitely a real worthwhile service but is that so the ones all over the north is that different they're not like the same um trainers it's not you know is is this like they're their own or is it the same kind of branch or well, it's it's pretty much so that the ambulance service. Um, there's a, a girl, Stephanie Lake, who's the community resuscitation lead, and she she works for the ambulance service. Uh, this is, um, I suppose, her baby. You could say. Aww. So all these here schemes mm-hmm. come to her pretty much, and they say, right, well, we're wanting to set up one here, and she does all the organising and and all the training and gives all the information, and sh- she's really really good at her job, and uh, she really she. Really really cares as well which is is really nice and yeah they're 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 all separate schemes and um, that again 
the communities have set up them pretty much have you know initiated themselves and then brought in the help of NIAS and um, again we're with Dalrada Urgent Care helps us as well so it's it's you know it's it's nothing that's been put on people again mm-hmm. it just shows you that people are good generally good that the people have come up and wanted to set this up themselves yeah. and went out and searched for the information and wow. brought these up and going okay so that was lovely james then has mm. wanted this or he's had kind of thought this would be a great thing in our area and then he's got on to this woman this really like um inspirational trainer and now it's all come to fruition really is that what's happened yeah absolutely so as i said just before covid um james was putting a big push on this and like contacting like the likes of the national lottery and oh. trying to get any grant that he could and then covid came which obviously sort of put a spanner in the works mm-hmm. so as soon as, as soon as he was able to get going and again he's got a full-time job but he has put so much time and effort into yeah. this it's do you know it in itself is is admirable and oh, and yeah. he's he's you know he's got he's got children as well so um he he needs a, a lot a, a lot of credit if there's if there's one good thing done which there will be plenty in this scheme um a life saved um james has to definitely take a lot of credit for it oh wow and whenever you're saying about um the calls coming in so it's separate then to like a 999 call, right? Or where, where you know, what way does that work just for people that maybe actually haven't heard of just, just yet? Like, No, it's all um, it's all through the 999. So the 999 call will go into the ambulance control desk. Now, we don't go to we don't go to every call. Um, I suppose that's something that I, I wanted to say as well in case god forbid somebody needed an ambulance and, and we're wondering where we were um so we would just to sort of give a brief outline we would be going to um heart attacks and anybody that's unconscious choking strokes seizures cardiac arrests um drownings as well is another one but not active drownings just the aftermath of somebody's mm-hmm. unconscious after drownings mm-hmm. and we also don't go to um any patients that are under the age of 12 as well so within them parameters the 999 calls come in and the ambulance service control desk will will filter it i suppose for want of a better term mm-hmm. and whatever ones are applicable to us then we've got a hotline that then comes straight through to our phone and gives us all the relevant details like the location age and what category it is and what the issue is I suppose so then that'll get sent through to us and then we'll go so pretty much if there's an applicable 999 call that applies within our remit as soon as the 999 call comes in within one minute it'll be on our phones so we'll be there within four minutes so after somebody hitting that green ring button Mm -hmm. we could be at their house within five minutes Okay, no, that's amazing, really amazing. So, actually, um, my, I mean, I suppose one of the another big reason I wanted to get you on to talk about it, and I suppose I'll get to, you know, you maybe in in a wee minute. But, um, my mum, she was in. You'll know yourself. She was in the St John's for years, absolutely yeah. years, and I know that she's seen a lot of tough things a lot of whoa like I know that she was running on adrenaline for a lot of that um but she I know from chatting to her from 
listening to her when she'd come in after duties and stuff like the reward that she felt and knowing that she was like one of you know the first responders before like jeepers there were some events that, that would happen that she, they actually had to get helicopters you know it was really she has seen like as as bad as it gets but I think that that was she always maybe had a bit of a an interest in something like that like I'm wondering I'm just I think it's just such an admirable like just really inspiring kind of thing to do and not everybody not everybody is cut out for it so I suppose Owen just if if you think that we've kind of covered everything that people need to know and just to just to be aware of mm-hmm. I just would like to know where are you getting your strength from what why, why is this important to you you know yeah, um, as I say, I haven't really had that feel-good feeling of, of doing something because I haven't had a call out. Um, but again, I know a lot of people in the community. Um, I know, again, going back to if I was in the house with one of my loved ones and something like this happened, do you know I would want? You know, the thought of somebody coming there to, to help me mm-hmm. is great. Like, I love my community. I love Ballycastle. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a lot of family, a lot of friends. And and, not, and outside that, just the, the community in general, I just just get that wee bit of comfort that could maybe make, make a difference. Mm-hmm. Uh, and again, that, that sort of what sparked my interest at the very start was just wanting to make a di- difference and give something back. You know, I've got my family, my wife and my three lovely kids and, and also my family with my mother and father and sisters and stuff. And mm-hmm. I just, I just, yeah, I just wanted to give something back to the community that's given me so much, I suppose, yeah. and, and just try and make a wee bit of difference in, in the world, I suppose. Yeah, no, that's amazing. Because, you know, I suppose this podcast is just scratching the surface and it's only scratching the surface of your story it's only scratching the surface of the amazing 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 work that you know this charity is going to do and over the years will like fly I just know it I know it well but Mm. that's you know the the reason I got Mm. you on is to hopefully inspire other people like you're just uh a normal fella like you're just going about your life and there you are like signing up for some really God knows what you're going to see. God knows mm-hmm. what state you're going to come in home some nights. Like I seen my mum coming in and collapsing on the floor, like upset after seeing, you know, people dying and things like that. But mm-hmm. it really does. It takes a special person. So I just hope that you know that like you are a special person. Well, well, thank you for, I appreciate that. Now, as I say, I haven't been out to a call, so I could go out to one and then come home and collapse on the floor and say, right, uh, that that's enough of that. But I know, I hope I hope not now. And, and again, uh, the ambulance service, they, um, when it comes to that, about seeing death and stuff, like we have got full, uh, we can use all their sort of aftercare that their paramedics use as well. We've got full access to that. And where we, if we are feeling it tough, because that's one of, I suppose that's one of my worries with it. Obviously I think about, um, do you know, all the feel goods, but then in the back of my head, I'm like, oh, well, what if I see somebody dying or Mm. because it is in the community, if you Mm -hmm. see somebody dying that you know, or one of your, friends friend or you know whatever and I do worry about that and how how that will affect me I suppose but um having having the ambulance service um aftercare there and obviously my amazing family and stuff um do you know I think I think we'll be able to work through that 
Praise yeah, God. Praise and God. It's, it'll only just make you a stronger person in the long in the long run. But I mean, yeah. I suppose, gosh, I'm just thinking there. If you ever had to go out to a call and it was like a wee child and you've got your wee kiddies yourself, it would probably be really traumatic. Like, well, well, that's it, and that's actually the reason why we're actually cut the ambulance services cut it off at 12 years of age for us because whenever we were at the trainings there there are obviously paramedics that are taking the trainings and there some of them have been doing it for 20 25 years and every one of them had have said you know the hardest days mentally or if you're ever out at a sick child um and because we're volunteers and stuff it's maybe just a bit too much for us to handle yeah. Um, and also, obviously, they get extra training, you know, which is specifically for children. Yes. Um, and it's I think it's just too much because you're 100 percent right. If I did go to um somewhere where it was somebody the age of one of my children, I would just be picturing them and I would come home and I would put them into my, my own kids into my arms and I would never let them go. I never. Yeah. Again. Yeah. You'd be uh, like, no, I'm quitting my job. I'm quitting yeah. life. I'm not <laughs> ever leaving this house. We're all staying safe. <laughs> Yeah, uh, Google and homeschooling and stuff. <laughs> That's that. Oh my so. goodness! Oh, I know. But I'm even just thinking. You know, you will, you will probably be going out to homes, and they mm. will have like young children running about, and like they'll yeah. be their wee mummies and daddies, and they'll be like, "Oh my goodness!" You know, but but yeah, yeah. It's, it, honestly, I just I know it's just going to make you be a stronger person. It's going to make you fly. Just mm. going back there, you had said um you're getting trained by the actual paramedics and stuff is mm-hmm. that training so rigorous like you were saying like you'd missed the last part back whenever yeah. you had your your son so <clears throat> yeah it, it was it actually is it really intense is it long do you know it's it's not it's um it's really good to be honest like in, in my work working in um out in wind farms for the past whatever 12 years like i've obviously been doing normal first aid things mm. but and which have been great. Um, you can tell that these people have got real life experience and they're doing it day to day. They don't obviously they teach you the way you should be taught, but they add that wee extra bit of space of their own personal ways of doing things and mm. and give advice. And they're always on the phone for us as well. They've just they've got our remit in which we can work and our scope of works, and they've just nailed it. And they they came. They aren't some of them weren't teachers per se and they didn't normally do it they were literally out in the ambulance the day before and then they come in but all of them are such special people and I also wanted to reiterate I know I was saying the ambulance service you know are taking long to get but by no ways or means am I saying that that's any fault of their own no um do you know they're all such amazing people and um you know meeting them all it was, it was great but the training was just really really good and you know, even having even having it being in my house and being around my friends, not doing it within this uh, first responder remit, but, you know, just having that experience of them guys teaching you and having that knowledge around my own family leaves me a wee bit more comfortable, you know, with my parents, my friends, you know, just having that bit of confidence that you can, you can help. And again, that's another thing, you know, around... Bally Castle and everybody's communities you see you know the defibs and stuff up in the walls which is absolutely amazing and they're so well made they talk you through absolutely everything yeah. but you know having that wee bit of exposure like god forbid anybody would need to use it um but you know 
I'd say it would be very daunting. If I didn't know how to use it and somebody said, go and grab that defib, I think I would probably need to use it myself, never mind, you know, the patient. I would be so scared. So I yes. think just spreading that, spreading that wee bit of awareness around even getting into yeah. schools. I think CPR and the use of defibs would be so, so important for people, even kids, as you say, you could be getting into somebody's parent or, you know, somebody whose kids, um are there and if they just knew a wee bit about cpr like i'm teaching my kids how to do it god you know um hopefully they never have to use it but even if they don't remember absolutely everything that they tell you they would still have a bit of an idea of what to do and um so yeah i think that there's something that i would really like to you know get get into at some stages educating people around the community in it as well amazing oh my goodness wow we can team up i'll be doing my well-being and all my mm-hmm. stuff for their keeping their mind healthy and you can come and talk about you know if they get into trouble or like they you know they need mm-hmm. to actually do first response oh my goodness no absolutely because i know myself like i i came across something whenever i was younger i was actually out in the pub and somebody had fell outside and i'll not get into too much detail but we had to go out and give cpr and uh, um unfortunately the person passed away but you know there were so many people around that wanted to help yeah. but i'd never the only reason i half had a clue what i was doing was because i um had my training for work and stuff but there's so many people that want to help and there's so many good people about the community and people are so good and they want to help so just having maybe just that wee bit of sort of knowledge and spreading a wee bit of um information about it i think would go definitely go a long way yeah that'd be amazing oh my goodness well you know i know that this chat alone is going to inspire so many people and there people are going to be probably resting a bit easier thinking that the likes of you could be coming in to help their family yeah i'll get my i'll be getting my cape on and coming to see you <laughs> oh well the whole thing is that not all heroes wear capes like it doesn't yeah. matter like you literally you are already you haven't been out in a call yet but to me no. you already are a hero yeah no well hopefully hopefully i don't have to never have to go out in one or hopefully i never have to meet any of your listeners or anybody about well-being a first responder but mm-hmm. um yeah it's just letting people know that we are there and we will do our best to get out and, and help you your family wherever we can yeah i know that is honestly i i just had to i had to get you on like i mean it's it's a service that i know i was chatting there before about how mum was like in the ambulance herself for the longest mm-hmm. time but now she actually that's something regular in our houses mm-hmm. the ambulance is having to come out to her she's she goes unconscious quite often when you know when she gets really unwell and it, yeah it can take a very long time and gosh if I thought that you know you or you know somebody was coming out like it would just it does it gives you that wee piece of hope and a bit of okay she, she will be okay and mm-hmm. yeah so Owen if you're if, if unless there's any last words that you want to say to anybody I thank you so 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 much for coming on and talking to me and sharing you know just your kind of where where you're at and um all about the charity and it's just sounds so amazing it just just makes you feel so like proud to be from a small community like that doesn't it absolutely i it's just uh, you know i know i've said it two or three times but just knowing that people are getting out of their beds and up from their dinner tables just to want to go and help somebody else and they're not getting anything from it it's just 
you know, and I'm not I'm not speaking about myself or trying to blow my head up, but seeing, you know, whenever we're at meetings, just seeing people in our community that just genuinely want to help and don't want anything in yeah. return for it. It's just yeah. it's just really inspiring and nice. Yeah. Wow. Oh, I love it. Thank you so so much. You take care and yeah, just in all of your endeavours. Yes, thank you very much, Tara, and best best of luck with uh, yours as well. And hopefully, we can get a chat again soon. Yeah.